Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positivity Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Clifford White. Clifford White has an extensive background in the field of martial arts, personal development and the fitness industry. In this podcast, we talk about mindset, motivation, martial arts, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Parsivity, 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 Boys, how you doing? Um, it's good to have you on the podcast, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking me to be on. No, no, you're welcome. Um, yeah, we, we basically connected through, you know, uh, a friend of ours, didn't we? And, you know, you kind of know my dad as well and kind of go way back. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, obviously you've asked me to come on and talk about my... Uh, journey through um a martial arts and health and yeah, fitness yeah, yeah. and well-being and you know that sort of stuff I mean starting off with the martial arts yeah. um yeah. when I I, mean, I grew up in the early 70s and yeah. uh, there's loads of martial arts films out and stuff like that but not just that uh being sort of a young kid with a big massive afro and stuff like that. I think initially my mum was sort of like, and sort of being the only sort of, you know, person of colour at the school as well, um, just for sort of self-protection, a bit of self-defence, my mum um, decided to send me to uh, karate. And that's where it kind of, you know, all, all began. So started off sort of doing karate, um, you know, from five years old. Then when I was around about nine, uh, ended up getting into Kung Fu for a couple of years, animal Kung Fu for a couple of years. Then uh, we've moved because throughout my lifetime, especially as a child, we've, you know, we've moved about quite a bit. I moved, uh, ended up getting into boxing, amateur boxing. We still love amateur boxing. Um, didn't really feel the draw to get back, you know, the draw back into, into martial arts. It was a friend. Who sort of like pestered me to come down to sort of do kickboxing, and then uh, really got into that. Uh, and alongside that, because I've always been into sort of fitness, uh, I used to do cross country as well. I was the uh, Nottingham cross country champion. Used to be third in the UK, whatever in you know Europe. Used to you know love love my running as yeah, well yeah. as doing the uh, you know the kickboxing. Then moved into Thai boxing. Um, stuck with that, uh, and so you know, the majority of all the martial arts that I d- did up until that point had all been sort of like striking or striking martial arts, uh, and then ended up sort of like getting into Japanese jiu jitsu, um, 
trained up to my brown belt, well, done my brown belt second tag, got up to sort of my black belt, then ended up sort of changing from there, um, getting into wrestling, uh, learning about sort of like Roman, uh, Greek, Greco-Roman wrestling and freestyle wrestling. Wow. Um, wow. And, and sort of like from there, went into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. A friend of mine had a um, gym. Initially, I used to just go down there, train, do a few hours. Um, he had a instructor that was leaving, kickboxing instructor that was leaving, um, and asked me to to kind of you know cook, to to cover the class. Um, started doing that. Then there was another kickboxing class that had started up, uh, and then he asked me to do uh, MMA. Um, and I didn't really know a lot about it at that point, but I I did loads of different martial arts. Uh, you know, in the past, and uh, at the end of the all my classes, I used to always show the guys, you know, a bit of grappling or you know a, a choke or a, a lot that they could add on to, you know, the the kickboxing that I was teaching at the time. So, ended up starting me uh, own uh, mixed martial arts club. Um, used to take two of my younger sons with me, and they still train today. They still train in mixed martial arts today. Um, and basically done that for about 10 years. Um, and then after that, not that on the ad, basically wanted to get more into uh, fitness and stuff like that. I'd worked in sort of housing and social care for about, I don't know, 16 years or so. Uh, been a civil servant before that. Um, and, but I'd always been passionate about sort of fitness and, you know, training, that sort of stuff that pushed me to, you know, add this opportunity of redundancy. So I could either take my redundancy. I worked at a company called Framework in Nottingham for about 11 years. Um, so I could either take this redundancy uh, money or I could uh, take a lower position within the company, but it meant a real big kind of wage cut. Um, and what I decided to do, because the thing with that sort of work as well, it's, it's very stressful. You know, you end up sort of like, unless you're totally heartless, sometimes you bring, you know, you bring some of those person's problems, you know, home or you're thinking about them or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of thought, you know, you could, it's not one of those jobs where it's nine to five and at five o'clock you can sort of say, right, see you later. If someone's in the middle of a crisis or, you know, whatever, you go, oh, sorry, uh, you know, I've done my hours today, deal with it on your own now and sort of like, you know, walk out the door. So, you know, it's kind of a stressful job. So I thought, why not get into something that, you know, I really enjoy, learn more about it and see, you know, see what I can do with that. So it meant going back to school. So I um, went along. Initially, um, didn't have no sort of qualifications within, the, you know, within the sports. I've been a gym instructor briefly when I was around about 19, when I was at college, uh, doing the A-levels. And um, went there, did a level two. Uh, it says, oh, basically, you're going to have to do a level three. But to do the level three, you've got to do a level two. So I did, did a level two in, uh, exercise, in, in exercise and gym instruction. Then went on and did uh, my level three as part of my uh, entry into university because... Uh, even though I had stuff that was level three, I had nothing that's, that was sports specific. So you needed something sports specific and you needed uh, your GCSE, you know, level three. Yeah. And you needed yeah. a GCSE in maths uh, and English at C and above. Mm. Uh, and with me, basically, I mean, I've got a BTEC National Diploma in Science from when I was younger. Yeah. I've got um, four A-levels. I've got two in maths, uh, yeah. one in pure yeah. applied, one in pure in stats. Uh, I've got an A-level in chemistry, A-level in physics as well, um, which are all level three. And then through the housing and, you know, that sort of work, I've got uh, an MVQ level three and advice, information and guidance, but just nothing sports related. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up doing a, a level three PT course uh, and my GCSEs as well, because I, if you, if, I didn't know this until um, obviously I tried to get into university. Yeah. If... Um, yeah you did any qualifications that were before the year 2000, they're not on no computer system. Oh, wow. So academically, um, if you want to you know, go and you need a certain GCSE grades, you'd have to go, you, you've got to go and resit those examinations again. 
Oh wow! Uh, because because they've got no record of them. Because yeah. you know they don't keep, they don't keep no paper records anymore. So um, yeah, did that. Then decided to do my degree in sports and exercise science, and then did a top up, did a, did another year, and did my uh, my my sports studies. Finished that at the back of sort of in July, um, and then I've uh, kind of had a bit of a break, and now I'm I'm you know I'm job hunting. Even though I'm, I'm still kind of working for myself, self-employed, doing, you know, PTing and doing yeah. uh, yeah. with the mixed martial arts or, you know, for, you know, whatever the individual client wants. So, uh, yeah, that's been it. I mean, I've, um, whoops, that's are you still right. there? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, um, so, yeah, I'm really glad that I've, I've stuck with you know doing the martial arts all the way through so it's 42 years you know obviously i'm 47 now um 48 next and um yeah it's, it's kept me in good shape uh you know the mental discipline of it you know um it's definitely a good habit to form because it's, it's okay being the way i see it um inspiration for example is like a flash in the pan. If you're inspired yeah. to do something, you can do it, and it soon kind of, soon kind of fizzles out. Yeah. Even the same with, you know, motivation. Motivation normally can only, in my opinion, last so long. It's um, getting into the habit of it, and once you make something a habit, there's no thought to it. There's no, oh, I've got to make the effort. You know, the effort doesn't matter because you just do, you're an automatic pilot. You know, so you will get up, you will practice your techniques, you will, you know, go for a run, you will do some press ups, do some sit ups, whatever, you will do those stuff without even, you know, it's not an effort. It's not, oh God, I've got to, I've got to do that. You'll, you, you'll, you'll do it without sort of, you know, thinking about it. So, think, you know, that's, that's one thing that will, um, that, that, that I'll take away from it that it's got you with you know it's a good habit to it gets you into that habit of wanting to keep you know yourself in uh, shape uh, and I think initially it's a good confidence builder you know excellent excellent confidence builder and obviously confidence in itself can launch you into you know get get you the girl you want the job you want you know meeting good you know meeting friends been able to handle situations you know better because you've got that confidence you know about you you know you haven't got no insecurities you haven't got no you know worries you're not worried about somebody punching you in the face you've probably been punched in the face thousands of times and it's like oh it's <laughs> it's it's just like yeah. drinking a cup of tea you don't want to be you know you don't want to be scared of drinking a cup of tea are you you know oh, if you're a drink oh. if, if you're a tea drinker anyway you know what I mean or drinking some water so it's like you know you kind of become climatized mm. to a certain situation, you know, to certain situations. So you've got no fear of those situations anymore mm. as well. Um, but yeah, you know, for, for me, I can name so many, so many different positives. Uh, also the mental stimulation of continually having to learn stuff. I mean, one thing I love is the grappling and the, you know, the rest of the jujitsu techniques. They're so technical, you know, so, so technical. Um, so that sort of like mentally keep, keeping you going, being able to remember those techniques, because the thing is with a lot of those techniques, it's those little intricate details that really matter. So if you just rush through it and you're not paying attention or you're not doing, you know, certain things, you know, just one piece right, then the old of the technique kind of will, will not work. It'll fall, you know, it'll fall apart. Mm. So uh, yeah, de definitely, definitely a lot of positives you can take from it. Um, but I think life as a professional martial artist is very tough. I mean, being a gym owner, I think that can be extremely difficult uh, because you seem to get these waves of people who will come in, they're enthusiastic for a few months, and then they'll they'll, they'll drop off. Because what a lot of people don't realise is how much hard work it is. Do you, do, do you know what I mean? They come up, they come in yeah. sort of like yeah. underestimating how much mm -hmm. great, how much 
determination, how much it it takes mm-hmm. to do, do you know what I mean to to do it yeah, to keep up with to, to keep that consistency with it. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, really, Adam. That, that's what it's about, it's consistency. You know, it's, it's consistency. And in my experience, there's very, 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 very few people who have got that right sort of, like, mentality to be able yeah. to... Do you know what I mean? Who, who know and who've got what it takes to... You know, to to progress in it, but I suppose it's all, it all depends on what you're doing it for. Yeah, people do this stuff for all sorts of different reasons. People do it to, like 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 what we mentioned earlier, to build self self confidence. Um, some people just do it for fun and just to keep fit. Mm-hmm. You know, if like me at my age, I mean, I'm not, I'm not thinking about doing it competitively at 47 years old, but it's something that you know will keep me physically and mentally stimulated, and then also. It's all the stuff you have to do, mm. you know, how serious you are. Uh, along with that, you know, the nutrition for, for one. I mean, nutrition and supplementation, you could say that's, you know, that's a high, that, that, that can be a high, quite a high percentage of your, your, your success rate. Uh, and also your mentality. Mm. You know, the right sort of uh, psychology or the right sort of like psychological help and advice on hand for when you need it for dealing with you know with anxiety or almost like a you know with stage fright almost mm. you know you, you can see people you know who I've trained where or even people who, who have uh, gone in there and competed you know with me um, in the gym the Wow, they're amazing. You know, they're looking like superstars. But um, as soon as uh, with an audience, yeah, as soon as an audience there or the on, you know, they're in an arena or whatever, it, it it's like they forget everything they've they've learned and everything they've been, you know, training. But depending on who you've got around you, you know, sport. Now a big thing now is like sports psychology, getting a good sports psychologist in there. To help the athlete to be able to deal with those sorts of uh, you know situations. Mm. Yeah, no, massively, and I think like what you're saying as well, like you know, that it's good that you're passionate about it and that it's you know helped you in you know a lot of ways. And like you said, with fitness, a lot of it is nutrition as well. And I think people kind of forget that, or they don't really understand that that it is what you eat, how you know what you drink, and that mentality aside with it. And um, it's all kind of interlinked, isn't it? Like your, your nutrition, your, your your mentality, your you know the fitness. Um, exactly. So, so in other words, what do you think that means? It means it's a lifestyle. Mm. You can't just dip, you know, you can't just dip your toe in and expect to get the full benefits. Imagine it's a fountain of youth. Imagine it's a fountain. If you visualise this, it's a fountain of youth. Yeah. Right, the fountain of youth there, right, right in front of me and you, yeah? yeah. But to get the full benefits, you've got to dip your head all the way and submerge yourself, come out and chill in that pool, yeah? If you just put your little toe in, that's the amount of benefit you're going to get. It has to be the whole way. The more, the more you throw yourself into that and the more you live like that, the less effort it is. Yeah. If you're going yeah. out and you're buying healthy stuff to put in your body, and that's what you eat, and you get used to that. It's not an effort to go, I must buy this particular food to make me healthy. Mm. Yeah? Um, and it's like, same with the, the fitness. Even one of the stuff that used to advise people when I used to be a PT, there's, there's ways you can almost sneak physical activity into your lifestyle without even realising it. Mm. Um, if you wanted to increase your step, say you're one of these people with a pedometer, you know, I want to increase my step count. It's little things you could do. For example, if you start parking your car park at the far end, mm. yeah, at the car park, rather than right as close to the doors as you can get, <laughs> <laughs> you just do that, that might be an extra 500 metres. Yeah. If you turn around to yourself and you go, right, anything under half a mile, I'm going to walk from now on. Do you know what I mean? 
It might take you two minutes longer. Wow, you've lost two minutes today, but you've got a little bit fitter by being a bit more active. Mm. Yeah, you're getting your toe, you know, you're getting further and further into that fat and the youth idea that we've just mm. been, you know, visualizing and talking about. Do, 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 do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And it's bits, it's bits like that. Just little changes, little changes. I mean, and I think the best way to make these sort of transitions as well is making them making these little changes bit by bit because what the the research says is if you try and make a total you know 360 turn and sort of like go right from today or from tomorrow i'm doing you know a b and c you know i'm i'm, I'm going so many miles running um, um you know eating so much food um you know, eat a certain type of food or whatever. You're trying to make a big change like that. Normally, after 12 weeks, yeah, probably six months top, you'll be back, most people will be back to square one. Yeah. Really? So what you've got to do, or what the, you know, what the research says, so it's not me saying it, it's not me just giving you some bro advice. This is what, you know, what the research is telling us is that, uh, if you make those changes gradually, and also by making them changes gradually, they're almost unknown, you know, it's almost, you're not even conscious, uh, consciously thinking that, that, that these changes are even taken, because it's that, that minuscule, that small, they're not even registering. You know, that, cause say like, for example, you, you eat a lot of white bread, yeah? White bread is probably worse than sugar, you know, it metabolizes quicker than probably sugar, white bread does, yeah? So by having whole green, whole, whole grain wheat, maybe even stuff with seeds, the more natural a state of food is in, the more better it's going to be for you, mm. yeah? Um, as, a, as a general sort of like rule of thumb, without going into masses and masses of detail, you know? Mm. Um, if you just made that small change, there's one small change that's going to help you be a little bit more healthier. We've mentioned parking your car a little bit further away. Mm. There's all these little things you can do. And if you've just done one of them things every week, by the time a year's gone by, without you even noticing, you've probably made an absolutely massive change. Someone mm. who's seen, you know, you seen for a year sees you again, they're like, because they usually say, right, I'll do... 10 press-ups every morning, which is nothing, is it? Yeah, and maybe 10 sit-ups every morning. I'll change my bread. I'll do this. You know, you're making little bits along the way. Before you know it, you could do a little morning routine of exercise that will probably take you five minutes, do your old body, and you're ready to go for the day. Yeah. And then anything else you're doing on top is a bonus. Mm. It's, you know, if you start off with one of those things, 10 sit-ups not even going to take... A minute, is it? No. There you go. This week, I've started doing 10 sit-ups every day. It's no. Just get up. Yeah, I've done 10. Boom, I'm on, I'm on my way. I mean, you could put the kettle on, do 10 sit-ups, and, you know, you're still yeah. waiting for the kettle to boil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hang on here. So before you know it, you could probably do that one week, then add something else on, then maybe increase the numbers. Before you know it, you're putting the kettle on, doing a little mini workout, having your cuppa, you're on your, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, cramming, you're cramming these little bits in and it's a small change. Yeah. And then as you, you'll notice as you get fitter, as the stuff gets easier, you'll probably want something more to challenge yourself. And before you know it, you're in all shape. You go, oh, you know what? I might actually go to the gym now or I might do this or, you know, get into what, I might play a bit of football for, you know, or whatever. But mm. it's those small little, do you know what I mean? Small little changes along the way. If you go, right, I'm going to start doing so many hours every day now. I'm going to totally switch my diet up. I'm going to have five protein shakes a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to last. It's not going to last. Mm. You know, the best way for longevity, you see, because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about longevity. We're talking about making this U-turn and you know, going from where you are to where you want to be and making it your lifestyle. Like, this is how I live, mm. you know. So I'm going to do it for three months, get myself in shape, and then, I uh, can't be doing it with no more, and go back. 
because this is the one thing as well. You can't store fitness. You can't store health. You can't like say, right, I'm gonna put three months in the bank and that's gonna that's gonna last now for a year. Yeah. You make you know, this is going all the way full circle back to what you said, you know, ten minutes ago, consistency. Mm. Yeah. You need to be consistent, even if it's a, a tiny bit what you're doing, be consistent with it. And if you get into a habit of it, it's it's your habit. It's like waking up, splashing some water on your face, brushing your teeth. You don't even think about it. It's just something that you you do on automatic pilot. And that's what you want everything you're doing to be because then it's not an effort. It's, it's nothing. It's just like, well, this is what I do. You know, like we mentioned with the kettle thing, if you go to the habit of every morning, you, you do that, bosh, bosh, bosh. You know, <laughs> you know you're not going to... It'll just be like, oh, I do that every morning. Don't even think yeah. about it. It's like not even five minutes of your day is gone. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah. it's no. But that little bit's going to start making a difference. And in a couple yeah. of weeks, and what you'll normally notice is in a few weeks' time, when, you, when it starts to, you start looking at yourself going, actually, I'm physically noticing a bit of a difference. That might even spur you on to go, you know what, I'm going to do a little bit more. Yeah. It's in the changes on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do a little bit with your diet at the same time. And before you know it, you know, you, you're living a lot, lot more of a healthier lifestyle. But the, I mean, the benefit as well for your mental health, um, for, you know, depression, for anxiety, all sorts of, you know, mental health uh, disorders. I mean, even when it comes down to uh, addiction as well, mm. you know, fitness and, you know, health and well-being, it, 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 it's brilliant. I, I, I used to work as a drug worker and um, what I ended up doing is setting up uh, a thing where we all started playing uh, five-a-side football and through that, other you know, other addicts got to meet other addicts and started to help each other and oh, how long how long you been clean and this and that and the other. And I got them all into the gym, and some of them started going to the gym after a few weeks, noticing stuff because neither people they've packed in. They've been like this, you know, for years, like just skinny. Because obviously, they've, you know, been on heroin yeah. and whatever else, and then started doing this football, started going to the gym, started like eating normally start seeing a bit of weight on them and a bit of shape and that, you know, gave them more encouragement and more motivation to carry on. So these things I'm saying, I've seen them, I've seen them work. I've seen them in action, mm. but, um, you know, getting the funding for projects like that is a, is, is, you know, can sometimes be a bit of a bit of an issue. Yeah. A bit difficult. So you've got the funding there. And then also, um, just getting people to take it on board. Mm. Every, very easy to get into a comfort zone. Yeah. You know, it's very easy. You know, if there's no, a lot, a lot of the time, I think, us as human beings, we can be quite lazy. Mm. And we like, being, we, like being, we like being comfortable, which is no good for our health. It's no good for us. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it, it really, really isn't no, really isn't no good for us. But, most like if you're living a certain lifestyle, unless you've got a major health issue, yeah, yeah, where, where you're talking about life and death, most people won't make those changes mm. that, that, that they need to make. Um, and even sometimes when it is life and death, that you know, it increases the number of people who probably will take up exercise and will do something about it. But on the whole, you still got a good percentage of people who won't, who won't sort of like make those changes to try and help themselves. I mean, an example of that would be um, type two diabetes. Yeah. yeah. Type two, uh, you know, certain types of type two diabetes is reversible. Yeah. For a changing lifestyle. So if you become more active, you cut down on the amount of uh, sugars. Sugar yeah. Then basically, you could reverse it and get, get in effect, uh, send it into remission and get rid of it. Mm. 
and the amount of millions of people who suffer with that um, is, is, is ridiculous. I mean, don't get me wrong, you, as you get older, you increase, even if you're living a, a fairly decent lifestyle, you increase, uh, your chances are still increases, are increased yeah. that, you, that you could develop that. What I'm saying is uh, it's possible to send it into remission. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Through a change in diet and through, you know, being phys more physically active. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think like, you know, human beings, we, we, we've got the, the power excuse me, to, um, you know, make decisions and, you know, change the way, you know, that we live, you know, change the way that we think. And like you said, it's like those small changes kind of like have that kind of domino effect and just kind of builds. Um, yeah. And, you know, what you were saying earlier about, you know, working out and it just becoming a habit and just becoming like natural um it's like you know throughout lockdown i just started you know just doing press-ups and weights and things like that and then um, somebody somebody spoke to me about i don't know if you heard of it called like the compound interest so so it's like the compound effect so you know like a small one percent of doing something like i said let's say do 10 press-ups for a week and then you build it up to 15 then you build it up to 20 it just kind of builds doesn't it um, yeah I think like, yeah, with, with fitness, there's so many benefits to it. And like you said earlier, you know, dipping your toe in the water, you're only going to get like certain little effects and benefits. But if you submerge yourself into it and it just becomes natural and you're almost not thinking about it. And I think it's nice that, you know, what you said earlier, that you, you know, you did a five-a-side thing with these guys and they met and they socialized and, they, you know, they could see the improvements in themselves. It just shows you how powerful, um, you know, fitness is and how people can change and develop through it. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Massively, massively. I mean, there was um, a young lad who used to come to the MMA classes and uh, with him, uh, I got a message that his dad wanted to see me. And I thought, oh God, because I'm always you know, telling him off in class and saying, oh, you know, sh I'm you know, shouting and raving at him, blah, blah, blah. He's told his dad, he's like, right, I've told, I've told, told my dad that. And uh, I went down there and I didn't know what to expect. I was almost expected to, uh, what are you doing having to go to my son? <laughs> anyway, uh, he, he wanted to say, oh God, I just want to thank you. And I was like, why, what for? I said, Ever since he's you know, started there, all the teachers have been gaining praise, says his behaviour is a lot better. We've noticed his behaviour is a lot better. Da 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 da, he's really enjoying it. I just want to say, you know, keep up the good work uh, and, you know, nice one. Um, that was quite funny, like I said, I was expecting him to be raving and shouting, but he, you know, it made such a change in his yeah. behaviour. Um, and what I didn't realise as well when he was coming, apparently he had ADHD, and I, yeah. I had no clue about him having that but um you know the feedback from his parents and the feedback that they were getting as well from school was that it made a you know a massive massive you know effect on his behavior you know and improve, improved it made him pay more attention in class and what is it attention deficit disorder so if anything he's always fidgeting he's always doing this by you know getting into the training and I've, I don't know whether or not it's just because it was tiring him out or what, but it basically yeah. uh, it improved, improved his behaviour sort of all round. Um, so, yeah, like, like you said, it is a powerful thing. I mean, what the sad thing is, though, is the poorer you are, yeah, the less likely you are to basically um, maintain or keep, keep fitness, you know, or, stay, yeah. or, lead an, or lead an active lifestyle. So normally it's like, if you put the poorer you are, the worse your lifestyle is going to be. The worse your diet's going to be, the worse um, your physical activity and stuff like that's going to be. Um, so there's a massive correlation with that. And also, uh, interestingly enough, just going slightly off on a tangent, no, it's fine. there's also a correlation with uh, the amount of television that people watch and the amount they're active and their IQ and, you know, economic, you know, the social economic status of where they are. So, 
yeah, it's pretty sad. And I think uh, to a certain point, I think it does come down to uh, finances. You know, I think it's easier to live a healthier lifestyle, yeah, um, if you're basically uh, more well off. You know, you've got, you know, you, you, you're more financially better off. You've got more financial stability. Mm. Uh, basically, cognitively, yeah, mm. you've got so much juice in the tank every day. I'm, by the way, I'm putting this in like layman's terms without getting too scientific. Yeah. yeah, you've got so much sort of like, imagine you've got so much ju juice in the tank, yeah, mm. mentally every day, or so many coins or whatever to spend on thinking about different stuff. If you're in a low social economic class, you haven't got much money in other words. So when you go to the shop, yeah, mm. you've got to put more thought into what you're doing because mm. you, you're going to be there thinking, right, I've only got so many pen pennies or so many pounds to be spending and I've got to feed my kids, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You know, say you've got somebody who benefits. That's actually quite mentally, you know, they're going to be worrying about paying bills, this, that and the other. That's actually quite mentally taxing. So they're going to use a lot of their, you know, energy, yeah, call it mental energy, you know, doing that. Mm. If you haven't got to worry about that, yeah, then one, without the worry, yeah, you've got more coins in there because there's less thought that you're having to put on on those sort of like areas of your life. Mm. Um, same again, when you walk into that shop, you could make healthier uh, choices as well because, you know, you've got, more thinking power in other words you've got more, more ability to be able to think about it because you're not so stressed out mm. yeah what happens to us whenever we get stressed out whenever we get angry yeah the prefrontal cortex yeah gets less yeah becomes less effective mm. yeah um and obviously the prefrontal cortex is our higher developed brain. It's, it's the last part of the brain that develops between the ages of sort of like 25 to 30. So by the time mm. most people are sort of 25-ish, yeah, their, their prefrontal cortex will be developed and the cleft is like a full, by, in biological terms, a fully sort of, you know, grown kind of adult. Mm. When you're now, that part of the brain tends to, like I say, uh, become less and less and less and less effective. The more stressed you are on a sliding scale, the more you're able to think logic logically, creatively, da 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 da. -da. You know what I mean? All, all those things dwindle because you're stressed. Yeah, because you've got that financial pressure on you. And then also, I think there's that the financial ability to be able to pay for your fitness, pay for the better nutrition. You know, you can buy better quality food when you're more financially better off. You can. Uh, you can hire a personal trainer. You know, you could you, you could you can buy a, your own gym and have it at home. There's a lot more opportunities uh, available to you if you you know in a if you're more well off. You know, you, you're in a higher social economic class. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Way, all the way through. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you've got to, there's a lot to be taken into uh, into consideration. And then yeah. obviously. You've got the fight between uh, all these big manufacturers, yeah, mm. that produces food that isn't really that healthy for us, and mm. uh, buying up all the advertising space and you know stuff like that, and sort of natural foods, you know, you, they can't compete with that, mm. and also this boring <laughs> we put all the razzmatazz on the packet and the advertising and that sort of stuff. and there's some plain boring vegetables and you know just it can't compete it can, you, know, yeah. you know um and also like i say the psychology and everything else put behind those adverts you know they've been mm. created in a specific way to appeal to yeah yeah they've got yeah the, the intention behind every word every image you're seeing to have a certain psychological effect to make you buy whatever the product is mm. yeah. you, know, you know so the odds are really stacked against you i mean we did a thing where we drove down a high street going from where most most of these kids from school right back to their homes on an estate and we mm. can't earn 
14 takeaway shops oh. from the school to where they had to go home. Wow. 14. So if you're a parent and you've got to pick them kids up from school and you're driving home, yeah, it's, or even if you're going to work and you're going back to this estate, we thought, right, this is the only road to get there. They've got to go past, you know, all these takeaway shops. Yeah. How easy is it going to be for any of them parents or anyone coming back from work just to go, oh, I'll have that instead? Yeah. You know, from super high calorie, you know, rubbish. Mm. It's going to be, you know, it's that temptation's there. That's crazy, um, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and it's going to save you all that cooking, all this, all that, all the other. Um, but the other thing is, once you've done that, most of them people, when they get back, they're not being active. They're just going to get back, eat the food, slump in front of the TV. That's them done. That's it. Mm. You know. And, uh, and, the, and the thing is, when you, once you sit down, that level of motivation of actually doing something like decreases because you feel relaxed. Once they sit I didn't get down, that. I was a bit crackly. What well, once once they sit down, that kind of like level of motivation of doing something like decreases because they you know they sit down, they're eating something, and they relax. And the chances of them doing something, you know, working out or something like just diminishes. Yeah. One, I mean, you've got to, you've got to have something planned. If it, if you have, you've got something planned, yeah, that might be something different. And then to increase your chances even more, if it's with somebody, uh, if it's with a friend or another person, yeah, your chances are increased again, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some sort of like you know social facilitation going off there. So if you had a buddy, yeah who um, wanted to train with you. Say, say, say I live around the corner from you, Adam. Mm. And you arranged with me or I arranged with you to go, go and do something. You're more likely to do it because you've arranged to do it with somebody than yeah. you are yeah. on your own. If you, you know, I'm not saying you've got, you know, on me on my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saying, you, got, you on your own because yeah. you've got no willpower. Yeah. <laughs> or even me on my own. But do, do, do you know, so the research, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not just pulling this out of fresh, you know, the research said they did a, an experiment with um, walkers, groups of walkers, yeah? Right. And they looked at them doing it on, people doing it on their own and people doing it within a walking group. And the people who did it within the walking group maintained it longer than the people who were doing it on their own as individuals and it was that company it was you've arranged to do you know do it with somebody so you didn't want to let them down and and that's you know so straight away it increases so you know as uh, someone who's into sports um that bit of psychology you can take that and you can apply that in the real world so if i i know if i want to get it's like when i said and i've gone about the substance misusers i know the chances of them coming along will increase because it's not just me taking them and doing something with, with them on my own. They're doing it with a group. They're arranging to do it with other people. Yeah? There's that contact, there's that building up of camaraderie. But if you're doing it with some, if you arrange to do something with somebody else, or there's going to be other people there, that increases the chances. Or so does having the confidence that you're going to be able to, to do what it is you're being asked to do. Mm. Yeah, if you were say going to a basketball match, you know, going going with a group of guys to play some basketball, been invited to play some basketball, right? And you think, oh god, you're not very confident about your ability to play. God, I'm rubbish at it. Da, 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 da. I don't think you're going to be able to learn it. The chances of you sticking with it would go down again. But if you go, I'll oh, give it a go. I'm not bad. I, I can remember playing a little bit. Your chances of of going. Yeah, and, and maintaining that and maybe putting that into your lifestyle is going to go up. So stuff like that, if you're talking with somebody about what they want wanting to get into and da -da 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 -da, you talk about something they enjoy. Mm. Because if it's something they enjoy or they've got confidence, they're not about, you know, they're good at, I say, you know, 
or one of your friends said, right, do you want to start getting into doing a bit of football? And you're like, yeah, I'm actually quite decent at football. I used to play at school, da 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 da. The mm. chances are going to be right up there that that's something that you're going to keep up. It's something you got, you're confident at, you're good at, you think you could improve at. You've got a body you're going to be going with. And like I said, if you've got somebody there, mm. oh yeah, and uh, you get on with it, you're having a laugh straight away, your chances are, are going right up that this is going to be something that you're going to be able to take. You know, if, I, if I'm working with you, I thought, yeah, this is going to be good for Adam. Mm. Because I know it's ticking all these boxes psychologically that mm. are indicators of increasing your adherence to, to, to that sort of start, lifestyle. That's, you know, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, of course. I think I, I agree. And I think, like, I remember when I lived in Nottingham, like, I'd go to the park with friends and we'd play basketball and we'd play football. And because it was a group and, you know, other people were going to be there and the social side to it, you know, you're more likely to go. And then, but I think when you see yourself kind of growing, you know, if, if people lack confidence, you know, socially and, you know, they're doing a physical thing and they know they're going to grow, they know that they're going to kind of push out the comfort zone socially. There's other kind of factors, isn't it? And people are more likely to do it if, yeah, you know, rather than just by themselves and not talking to anybody. Yeah, and then if there's all sorts of, um, yeah, you know, a lot of this, what, what we're talking about now is all, all about the uh, applied sports psychology. Yeah, mm. so that would be one way you could choose activities for the person, and then you'd give the person sort of exercises and techniques to do at home. So mm. um, yeah. a big one would be visualization. You know, yeah, having yeah. sort of visualization, having some sort of like. Um, positive statements that can, that can say to them. And also another thing is having a supporter. If you've got people around you who are quite supportive or encouraging and saying the right things to you, that's going to massively increase your, your chances as, as well. I mean, the bit, like I say, the visualisation is you can talk the person through the mind, visualising, doing whatever they wanted to do and being, you know, being good at it, having a good time, all the stuff... And make it some of the practice. Keeping a journal, yeah, is, is another good one. Keeping a journal of uh, how, how your fitness is going and, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, so there's loads and loads and loads. But, yeah, having a good, having a good support system. You know, if, you had, if, you had a, if you've got a partner and they're basically um saying to you yeah you know oh, aren't you supposed to go into the gym today oh don't forget you gotta go for your run you're going for you're still going for a run or you know what i might even come with you if you know blah 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 blah, blah. or if you've got someone as well that massively will increase you know yeah. your success as well because you've you know you've almost got like, your little cheerleader there your little support system and also that, that's really good not just through the, the good but also through the bad you know, also, when, what I mean, but we're not bad, that's putting it wrong, but also when you're feeling, times. yeah, not so motivated, you know what I mean? And one thing that you always, one, one good thing that I, I, I've always, that's another reason that, can, you know, that, that keeps me going, is mm. I know sometimes, even when I don't feel like doing it, um, just for experience, every time I felt like that and I've gone and done some physical activity or done some activity, you know, done, done some exercise or whatever it is, after, I felt great. And then that's happened again and again and again and again. Whenever that question pops into my mind, like, oh, I don't want to feel like doing it today, that other memory comes back, yeah, but you know, this will be a brilliant one. Because I know on all those days where I don't feel like doing it, after I've done it, I'm so glad. I'm absolutely yeah. You know, when you've yeah. got a good sweat on and... Yeah, you know what? I might even treat myself to a pint now. Yeah, man, I've I've enjoyed that. And you, yeah, you know, you take me back ninety minutes before that. I'm like, oh, I can't be asked to go tonight. Go, you know, yeah. <laughs> 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 you're a little bit of a morning with yourself. Actually, I'm going to go because I know this will be even better. Because you know yeah. that once you through it, all them endorphins have been released, and when feel good vibe, you know, feel good uh, hormones have been released. You're like, wow, yeah, I feel great. I'm so glad I've done that. You know yeah. what I mean? And that will set you up for the next time you feel like that again. Think, oh, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you know what the payoff's going to be at the end. You know, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it because I know once I've done it, I'll feel great. You yeah. know what I mean? 
yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I think, like you said, there's that payoff when you do it. And like you said, we can almost talk ourselves out of doing something before we've done it. And, and it's like, you know, once you actually do it, you have that release and you feel that benefits. And then that kind of encourages you more to then do it again, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's like if you don't do it, like if I, if I don't do certain things in my routine, I feel, I feel it. And then I feel a bit negative. And then sometimes if I've missed it in the morning, I'll end up doing it later on just to kind of get it in. But like, it's, you know, once you do it, it spurs you on that bit more, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because like, like I say, you get, you're getting the results. And also, I mean, another thing that I uh, started doing to myself from the, from the old Nike advert is just like, just do it. Mm. literally if I'm thinking just just chuck myself literally just throw myself into it it's just like just do it just do it now just do it um, yeah. and having that you know what I mean run, run through uh, if, it, 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 you know it's a good thing and another one of my sayings yeah. is that, that I use sometimes to keep me motivated if I'm if it's the best use of my time right now is this mm. use of my time right now so if I'm just sitting there on my ass and I'm on my third program on Netflix, is this the best use of my time right now? It's probably not. It's probably, <laughs> I probably, I probably. I love this program, but I could probably be doing something better. Is this the best use of my time right now? <laughs> yeah. That's, that, was, that was one of my special that you did to get me through. If I started like drifting off off task. There's a little thing. Is this the best use of my time right now? Nah, it's probably not. And that, getting back on track, just do it. Just just go for it, do it. Mm. But um, yeah, jumping back on, we've been a bit all over the street, jumping back on to the uh, MMA, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do yeah. because you're having to learn so, keep up to date with so many different martial arts and you've got to keep all your tools Really, really, really sharp. Because what you can fall into the habit, you'll have a favourite <laughs> uh, bit of the bit of the MMA that you like, and you'll spend a lot of time on that. Hey, take with the jujitsu, which is my one of my my Brazilian jujitsu. So you'll spend loads of time doing doing Brazilian jujitsu, but then all your kicks and your punches and everything else kind of lose that little bit. Of, you know what I mean? A little bit of sharpness, a little bit of snap. So you've got to keep up with everything. Um, and it's being able to do that and balance out the, the nutrition because uh, I think when I was doing the maths and it worked out for one MMA class, you burn, I think it was like 1,450 something calories in a class. Jesus. Right? And I'm thinking, God, most people only eat about two and a half thousand So to, to maintain a weight and you know your nutri you know like I say the, the nutrition side of things being able to eat right at the right amount of water etc etc and the time for your techniques it's literally that being into the MMA was almost like a life so it literally consumes you mm. you know um, because you're having to sort of like keep up to date with so many different things learn new things in all these different areas learn how to put them together and like I say, the food thing, just such a killer. The amount of food that you're having to sort of consume all the time because you're putting in that much hard work, it's very easy to fade away because you're normally going to be doing anything from probably hour and a half, two hours a day, uh, just doing strength and conditioning. Mm. And then probably the same again with technique. And that's if you're a part-timer, yeah, like me. So I was probably four, probably four hours a day. Like in the morning, when I was getting ready for a competition. I was going out, uh, doing a run, come back, grab my work stuff. You had a swimming pool around the corner. I go there, 64 lengths, do my mile, mm. clone on, protein shake, get to work, big breakfast, cup of coffee, da -da 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 -da, you know, uh, on, on with my work, mid-morning break, another big breakfast, you know what I mean, da-da-da-da-da. From there, training in the evening, about two and a half hours training in the evening, uh, 
drop my kids off, get back, little bit, you know, 40 minutes, wait before I go to bed, bump, gabble with my missus for a little bit, get my head down, yeah. and then up in the morning all over again. <laughs> used to have, I used to have Sundays off, but Sunday I used to just do a run on a Sunday. So on a sun, do that yeah. right. Um, in fact, once in fact, I was doing that, and then I end up taking over the Thai boxing class on a sun, Sunday morning. Nice. So we used to do a run on the Sunday morning, then do the Thai boxing class. So it worked out Monday. Actually, it used to be um, I think Monday might was my day off, but then it worked out because I took that Thai boxing class on on the Sundays. I was doing it sort of seven days, of, you know, training seven days a week. But on the Sunday, I won't do no weights, all right. I'll just do a run and just do the, you know, just do the tyre boxing class. But uh, got me super fit, got me unbelievably oh, yeah. fit. You know what I mean? I got really, really, you know, super duper fit. <laughs> yeah. Stupidly fit, stupidly fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's amazing that you was doing that. And I think, like, it's... um. It's that kind of, like I said, just throwing yourself into it. And you, like you've gone into all these different areas of martial arts. Some people like never do any martial arts or never like go, they just do like one. And you've done like loads of this, this kind of spectrum, do you know what I mean? So you've got all, like these kind of like skills and like knowledge and experience, do you know what I mean? Through, through all these areas of martial arts. And um, I, think, I think everybody should do it. I, I used to do kickboxing. Um, you know, many years ago, and I think I kind of like wanted. To, I did just like kickbox training, and did a little, I think a bit of like shadow kickboxing on the side with it. Um, but I, I kind of like wanted to go into like, you know, take it further. But um, I don't think my family wanted me to kind of, you know, go into fights and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed kickboxing, and I, I've, I've, I found on myself going into fitness a lot you know um i don't know if i told you but i had like ptsd you know and i was like 13 14 i had an accident and fitness helped me through that i remember running i just started running you know started running then i started going to the gym started you know weights and all the rest of it and it really helped me you know through that time and I think fitness has so many benefits, you know, socially, physically, mentally, um, you know, as well as, you know, maintaining nutrition. But the, the, I, think, I think everybody should do it. I think everybody should do some sort of fitness. Some Oh, gosh, yeah, something. definitely. Definitely. But um, as soon as people leave school, there's a massive drop-off. Mm. There's a massive drop-off. And normally, it's like I say, people who probably fall into the category of probably being middle class, yeah, uh, uh, are the people who probably end up getting back into fitness again at a later age and then maintain it because they've got the you know they've got the pennies, they've got the money yeah. to be spending, like I say, for trainers to be going to the you know a nice gym and and stuff like that. But the majority of people sort of step off, and the two sort of like categories like say people who are in a lower social economic sort of like band bracket, yeah. bracket and uh and also uh women women massively don't don't exercise you know uh when we was uh, i mean these stats are available from sports england so you can go onto the sports england website all this you know this sort of information i'm telling you about now and you can look at all these sorts of stats uh look at ethnicity look at age look at uh the difference in in you know sexes or all, all this sort of info i'm giving to you now and this is all obviously they've obviously got it from research papers da, 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 da. but um when we was looking at some stats it worked out the less than well a very small percentage of uh women actually exercised for a minimum of 30 minutes a week mm. a week wow so that's not even 10 minutes a day so wow. that's you know they don't even exercise for 10 minutes a day so if you i think uh, we were looking at it if you had if you're part if you had a girlfriend or, or whatever yeah you had a partner yeah yeah and um, she did more than that. 
like straight away should be in the higher bracket of activity for for females with far fewer females keep active than what 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 males do wow it's quite crazy that isn't it i mean when you think of it and you break it down yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 mad you know like i say a lot of people a lot of the time you think about it it's sort of like um forced upon you you know this mm. sort of keeping fit and you're, you, you're running around anyway aren't you when you're a younger person or when you're a kid yeah but like yeah. as soon as you leave school and you get into that habit of going to work whatever thank you for listening to my podcast i really hope that my podcast has a positive impact provides positive value to you and your life. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach and I am offering free discovery call consultations up to 15 minutes. And through these calls, I will touch base with you and see where you're at in your current situation. And as a life coach, I can help you in areas with you know mental health anxiety depression goal setting relationship coaching and you know many other areas of life so if you're interested in having a free consultation please get in touch at the positivity podcast at gmail.com or you can reach me on linkedin with the name adam parr or my Instagram at positivity94. So if you're interested in having a consultation and you know, you're know you at a place in your life where you know, you're wanting to reach out for help, um, please get in touch and um, I'll be happy to, to help you. Um, have a great day and um, all the best. Take care. Shape, but just in good shape. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're better, better than somebody. You're doing it for, you should be doing it for yourself. For yourself, yeah. In my opinion, anyway, you know what I mean? You should be doing it for you. Mm. But um, if, if somebody notices that you're living that lifestyle, you know, you're in fairly good shape, um, sometimes that can be a good motivator as well. Like, God, you're looking good. What are you up to? Oh, I'll just do a little bit of this. Oh, can I come? You know, or, like you say, yeah. they want to uh, get on board with it. Yeah, that's it. No, exactly. I mean, to as like as like an overall thing. Like, if you could select, if you could like pick, like, do you have like a favorite martial arts? Like, could you pick one? If you could pick like a certain favorite. <laughs> um, it all depends what you want it for. I mean, for example, because I. Obviously, I've got a lot of experience. Um, for example, Butler, yeah, mm. uh, he's done a bit uh, boxing in the you know in the past and this that and the other. Yeah, and he, yeah. he said to me, Buzz, you know, what can you, what would you recommend for me to get into?" And I said, "Well, as a starting point, I think uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu says is, is is very good. So because basically, it's it, it's self-defense, yeah? And that's the thing I was sort of say, try, it's hard to, unless you, you know, quite a lot about it. There's a difference between, obviously, the self-defense side of stuff, doing stuff as a, as, as a sport, da, 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 because obviously, there's stuff that you probably wouldn't do in uh, a sport that you would do in a self-defense sort of scenario, like, you know, might poke someone in the eye or do you know, <laughs> someone in the throat or, do you know what I mean? Elbow them in the back, which are all areas, you know, all stuff that you can't do Yeah. Um, yeah. in MMA, for example. So you can't poke someone in the eye in yeah. MMA. You can't, you can't, you know, perfectly hit them in the throat, punch them in the throat. You can't yeah. do any stuff yeah. strikes along the spine. Uh, you know, along the back, which is all stuff you'd probably be able to get away with in a martial art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not in a martial art, sorry, in a self-defense, sorry. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. Um, so that, that was the one I recommended to him for purely a self from a self-defense, you know, uh, mm. point of view. 
But if you, you know, uh, but if that, so for, that's kind of for the layman. So if you, if you're just a person who just wants to know a few little techniques just to keep yourself safe, mm. uh, yeah. I think it's, you know, it's it's something brilliant to get into. It's like, like I say, something I recommended uh, for him to do. Mm. If you want, if you wanted to go a little bit further, but if he came up, so if he came up against somebody else. You know, if you've done Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, if you came up against somebody else who isn't really trained, they haven't really done another martial art, just some, you know, somebody you know, in, a, in a pub is starting trouble on you and does some brilliant, you know, brilliant. Mm-hmm. But if you came up against somebody who really knows what they're doing, yeah, it might be a different, it might be a different scenario. But what I've learned through doing this anyway, I was saying to Butler actually the other night, I said, um, 